Macworld Podcast, number 6, August 2005. Hey everybody, welcome to edition number 6 of the Macworld Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Sarus Faravar. Today on the show, we've got some interesting things to cover. We're going to be looking at the new September 2005 issue of Macworld, uh, where we've got a great cover story by our own Dan Frakes, 50 Cool Mac Bargains, Great, Low-Cost, or Free Software, and we'll be having an interview with him later on the show. First off, I just wanted to get right into things. Um, the first thing that, that I wanted to cover was to talk about the sort of what the idea of a Mac gem is. Of course, we've got Dan Frakes' column every month in Macworld about gems, and we've got his blog uh, available on Macworld.com, as well as gems are also on the virtual CD of Macworld. There's a lot of places to check out some of the things that we think are really cool. One one thing that people ask us sometimes is, you know, well, what, what makes a gem? How do you pick him? You know, what what's this all about? And basically the idea is that, you know, it's sort of, free or low-cost software, you know, so I, I just wanted to sort of start out the show maybe with a little discussion of sort of what makes a gem for me, and these are sort of programs that make my life easier that I use, you know, on a daily basis that, again, are either free or very low-cost. Um, I, I, you know, I, I was just thinking about this before I started recording this podcast, and I was thinking to myself, what are some programs that, that I think ordinary people would find useful? First program that came right to mind was VLC which is a video player that is open source that can play all different kinds of files. It plays MPEGs, it plays DivX, it plays AVIs, it plays Windows Media, it plays all kinds of stuff. And um, one thing that's also neat about that is that if you're buying DVDs from overseas and you want a convenient way to play them, then the best thing to do is to play them for, through VLC because it, it is able, you're able to sort of get around the region controls. I'm not talking about, you know, people who are pirating that. Obviously, I'm not, you know, condoning that in any way. But, you know, it is legitimate to be able to want to purchase a DVD overseas, you know, in the different regions or whatever here in North America, we're region one. If you're, you know, in another part of the world, you might have a different DVD region. And so if you bring that back to North America, you know, zone one, you Mac will kind of freak out and say, whoa, this is a different, you know, zone. And you have to change, if you're using the Apple DVD player, you have to change it a couple of times and, or excuse me, you're only allowed to change it a, uh, about six times, I think, before it locks permanently. And, you know, if you want to play DVDs more than six times, hopefully you do, you can do it through VLC. Another cool thing about VLC is that it has a volume control that is substantially larger than the normal Apple DVD player. So, for example, if you are in a situation where you're playing DVDs and you don't have maybe big speakers hooked up to your Mac or, you know, you, you're just saying playing in a laptop or something, VLC actually has better built-in volume control. So you can actually boost the volume louder than the normal Apple DVD player would. So that's a cool one. Another favorite of mine produced by some guys over in Germany, Lemke Software, this is a program called Graphic Converter. And Graphic Converter is really cool because it's a sort of, I don't want to say Photoshop light, but, you know, it's an image editing program, as you can probably tell from the title. Its main feature that I think, you know, has it, if for this feature alone, you know, it's worth the 20 or 30 bucks to pay and shareware or whatever, 
for and that is batch conversion. Um, you know, if you if you're the kind of person who takes a lot of photos, or if you've just got a lot of photos, maybe you're doing web development or something, and you want to do a particular action to all of them. Say you want to convert them all to a different size. Say you want them to all be a certain file type. Say you want to do all different kinds of things. You know, it would be a pain to do it any other way. You know, to sit there, you know, for 10, 20, 100 different photos or image files to resize them all to say 100 by 100 and put them all in GIF or JPEG or whatever. Graphic Converter has a batch feature where you can say, do this series of functions to all these files, go, and it does it, and it's great. Great job to the guys over at Lemke Software. And I use it, you know, just for simple resizing of single files or things that, you know, so I don't need to open up Photoshop, which, you know, is very RAM intensive. And, you know, I only break out Photoshop when I really need to do some crazy, uh, you know, intense graphic stuff. But for just sort of light everyday use, I think Graphic Converter is, is definitely the way to go. Uh, another program that I really like a lot is a program called iClock, uh, or iClock 2, actually, in its, in its new form. Um, this is a sort of upgrade over the standard top menu bar clock, you know, the one that sits up in your top right corner, it replaces the clock with a normal clock, but you can have it set to be not only 24-hour clock, you can have it set to um, different time zones so that when you click it, it can pull down and display in a very easy way to to find quickly and access quickly different time zone information. So I'm, you know, I'm chatting with, I have family in different parts of the world or I have friends in, you know, different countries or whatever. It's a very easy way to sort of check out what time it is in, in those parts of the world so you don't, you know, wake them up in the middle of the night. So that's, that's pretty convenient. It has some other things like, um, it has like a stock ticker and, and a calendar and some other things that, that, you know, you can get in other places. I find it just for the simple, very easy, you know, time zone difference thing where you can just click, it's right there, it pulls down, you know, you can see very fast different time zones. Final one was uh, a program called WeatherPop. Now, this is a program that is, again, really simple, but is something that I really, really like a lot. Since Tiger came out, you might say it's it's gotten supplanted a little bit. WeatherPop, as you can imagine, tells you the weather. How does it do it? It basically, it's a little um, top menu item thing, again, tells you, you specify, you tell it what city you want it to check. You know, I live in Oakland, California, so I have it set to that all the time. So my thing is updating itself, I think, once an hour, uh, and it has a little icon and the temperature, and so I can know what t- what temperature it is outside. And uh, then you, if you click that, it can pull down, it gives you a five-day forecast. The thing with WeatherPop, though, of course, you know, you've got the new widget now and Dashboard and Tiger that does the same thing and you know so it kind of defeats the purpose but i find it a little more bit more convenient it's up in the menu bar all the time i don't have to remember to switch to the dashboard to, to if i just want to check and see you know how cold it is outside or how hot it is outside or whatever so i think that's pretty cool i would like to hear what other people find to be you know gem worthy so i would encourage everybody listening uh, yes that means you I, I really do want you to do this please go to the discussion board um, on the website and please submit your comments and you know what gems you'd like to see and I'd be happy to respond and take questions from people there um, or on the gems blog um, and we'll have all these links up on the show notes of course all right um, so we will go straight to the interview with Dan Frakes and if you have your September issue of Macworld in front of you you may want to follow along while Dan and I we're talking about some of the page numbers, but these will all be referenced in the in the show notes. So if you don't have it, don't worry about it. Just enjoy the interview. I'm here with Dan Frakes, uh, author of 50 Mac Gems, the cover story in the September 2005 issue of Macworld magazine. How you doing, Dan? Good, thanks. How you doing? 
Pretty good. Um, so let's look through this article. We've got the issue in front of us here. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about how you approach an article like this. Well, you know, we do uh, once a month. We do the Mac Gems column in the print magazine, and then online we have the Mac Gems weblog. And so between the two of those, we generally cover about five to ten uh, Mac Gems software bargain type uh, articles every month. But the problem is, is there's just, there's just too many things out there. And so about once a year, uh, sometimes twice, if we have a lot of things. We do another feature for the magazine where we talk about 40, 50, maybe 60 products that we just haven't been able to get to in the in the excuse me in the Mac Gems, the weblog or the or the uh, article in the magazine. So it's just a way for us to get to some of these products that are cool products, don't cost a lot, uh, that we can't get to otherwise. And so we just uh, we go through and we you know we scour the web every day and we look for for products that we think represent uh, good value, unique features things that most Mac users wouldn't normally know about and would like to find out about. Now, is it mostly stuff that you use on your own? Is it stuff people send you? Is it stuff that, you know, you've got some, you know, crack team of researchers that is, you know, scouring through all this? Like, how does it all work? I mean, because there's so many applications out there, shareware, commercial stuff, you know, and you've narrowed it down to 50. So, I mean, that's a big job. How do you do it? Well, it's not, keep in mind, it's not the 50 best things in the market right now. It's, it's sort of 50, a snapshot of 50 things that are out there right now. Uh, if you really want to see all the cool stuff, you need to look at the whole Mac Gems library, which includes, I think we've got now, this is our fourth Mac Gems feature. Uh, we have five to ten products every month on the weblog and the magazine. So taken together, those are what we consider the, the Mac Gems, the cream of the crop. But you're right, there are so many things out there that it's almost overwhelming. And that's why we actually have Mac Gems. If you go to a site like Version Tracker where they have new software every day, there are hundreds and hundreds of these kind of products. And what we try to do at Macworld is we try to, to uh, separate the good stuff from the bad and, and, and give you sort of a filter. You know, Of the hundreds of things out there, these are the two or three that we think are the best or represent the best value. So what is that filter, though? How do you, what is the characteristic that makes it a Mac Gem versus just something that's kind of, you know, whatever? Well, it has to be something that is, one, is useful, that really does something cool, um, that usually has a good interface that makes, sets it apart or has some specific features that really set it apart from other similar utilities. So the things that really make a Mac Gem a Mac Gem are the cool product that's generally a good value. So th- that's really what I would say sets it apart from a, something else that might do similar things. Do you, how many of these do you actually use in your day-to-day life? Well, considering we've probably got about 350 Mac Gems now in, in the library, <clears throat> I don't use them all, obviously. But... I do use a lot of them, and in fact, if you look at my computer, you'd find a lot of Mac Gems on there. The ones I don't use are ones that are just things that I personally, you know, for example, I don't do a lot of drawing and and creative stuff. So we've got some Mac Gems that are really cool, like the Intaglio is one of the the products in this feature, and it's sort of an Adobe Illustrator type program, not quite as full-featured, but it's only $89 as opposed to, you know, $600. I don't use it a lot, but I know a lot of people who do use it and who get I mean, great feedback. Some of the people here at the magazine use it. So I don't use them all, but someone in Macworld has used it and has found it to be a, a good bargain. Now let's go through this here. And we're looking on page 50 um, on Mac Gems. Do you have any of these that, that sort of struck you or, you know, just flipping through here, the, any, any that sort of jump out at you, any that uh, are sort of your favorites or were they surprising to you or there's some crazy story about how you found it or anything like that? Well, it's interesting. You mentioned before how do we find these. Some of what we do is we crawl the web. We look at new releases, press releases, vendors send us information. Some of it is just browsing the web on our own. 
sometimes readers write in and say, hey, this is a great product. You guys should look at it. So we find things in a lot of different ways. And sometimes we find things that are really kind of strike us as, oh, wow, that's that's interesting. Like Painter's Picker is one that not being in the graphics you know, field, I think we're on page 53, that I don't really use color pickers that often. But I talked to a few people that said, you know, we use color pickers all the time for what we're doing, you know, having accurate colors, complementary colors, you know, just the right, the right, picking the right color. And they said, you know, Mac OS X has some good ones, but there's some other ones out there that are much better. So we looked at it, and it turns out that Painter's Picker gives you functionality way beyond what Mac OS X, you know, gives you built in. Uh, and so that's the kind of product that we said, okay, that's a Mac gem. It's 16 bucks, and for people who do this for a living, that's a, you know, it offers a lot of functionality. But there are a lot of things like that that are just, you know, for example, Netflix Freak is something that's very specific. It's only for people who you know, belong to Netflix, the uh, the movie rental, uh, you know, service. But if you use it, Netflix Freak is so much better than using Netflix website. And it's, you know, it's not that expensive. It's, uh, I think, like $10, $15, and uh, lets you manage your, your queue and search for movies, browse movies, rate things and stuff, all from within one window. Uh, and it's a lot easier to use than the website. So... So uh, there's a lot of stuff like that that one it's hard to find, but then once you find it, you're like, wow, this is this is cool. I use this all the time. Do you have a favorite Mac gem of yours that you use like daily? <laughs> favorite? You know, I couldn't give you a favorite. Uh, I I use I would say in my day to day use, there's probably 15 or 20 things I use on a daily basis on my computer at home. Uh, everything from LaunchBar, um, NetNewsWire. Um, yeah, there's just a whole list of them, and that it's it's almost like it's hard to use a computer without them now, and uh, that's part of what makes a lot of Mac gems Mac gems is things that once you start using them, you can't really use your Mac without them. Great. Well, thank you very much, Dan. Sure. Thanks, Harris. Well, that music means it's time for me to hit the road. I hope you enjoyed our podcast number six. Um, check us out in a couple weeks where we've just moved to a new two-week podcasting schedule so you can have even more podcasting from Macworld right at your fingertips every couple weeks now. Our next show is going to be on September the 7th. We're going to be having a roundtable discussion with Rob Griffiths and Chris Breen, both of Macworld, where we're going to be talking about Tiger and tips and tricks for Tiger and, and sort of, you know, how you can maximize your use of Tiger. And that'll be to go along with our cover story for the October issue of Macworld. So you'll get a little sneak preview before you get the magazine in your hands. Once again, I'm your host, Sarus Faravar. And please do send us email, post on the podcasting bulletin board, post on the Gems blog, all that stuff. We just like to keep it interesting and interactive for all of our readers out there. So... We hope you enjoyed the show. Catch us again next time on September the 7th when we'll be talking about Tiger. Have a good two weeks, everybody.